Hello and welcome to the Ladies Best Life podcast. I hope you're feeling incredible today, whatever day it is that you are listening to this. Today it is episode 95. We are so close to the 100 mark and that is mega exciting. What we're going to be talking about today is forgotten weight loss hacks. So I'm going to be going through some things with you to basically take you through what I've noticed as we've recently opened an offer up for the coaching club. And as I've been speaking to more and more of you behind the scenes and understanding what it is that you're struggling with, the sort of mindset gaps that you kind of end up or holes, if you like, that you end up falling into and ways that I can help you to reframe them and basically get unstuck this summer. And I just wanted to give you a bit of a running of what's been going on over here in Bali. So I like to fill you in on this. I like to let you know what is going on in my life because it seems to be that you lot either find it inspirational, you just like to know, or also you find it fucking hilarious that I am going through the motions over here in Bali and sometimes it doesn't go as smoothly as we'd hope it to be. So I said to you guys last week that we went to a waterfall, had an incredible day. Within two days, uh, two of the guys, or actually three of the guys that we went with were written off with a absolutely horrendous virus. And when I say horrendous, it was literally to the point that struggling to walk from one side of the kitchen to the other, can't get any food in, whole body aches, raging temperature, like above 39, which obviously, you know, isn't very good at all. And um, do I say headache, splitting headache and all of those things as well. So by Thursday, pretty much everyone was MIA, apart from me and the other girl, Morag, who um, came along with us. And we've obviously had Morag on the uh, podcast uh, once before. I was going to say a couple of times before then, but no, that's a lie. Once before. Um, so, yeah, that was the way that last week went. And come, was it Friday? Friday, Carl, my partner, had just started to feel a little bit better. AJ was then starting to get a little bit worse. That's Morag's partner. And he basically was like, right, fuck this. The virus is coming to get me. I'm not prepared to go through this. Anyone up for an IV? So Carl and AJ went, they got an IV. Carl came back, said he felt better. And everyone started to feel just a little bit better, which is obviously brilliant. Saturday, AJ um, in the night got up, go to the toilet. It's, it seems to be throwing people quite dizzy, this um, virus. I think it's because obviously... Um, higher resting heart rate, lower blood pressure, also not eating, and then temperature as well. So went to the toilet, sit down weeks, so it didn't have energy to stand up, but then was like, oh shit, I'm going to be sick. So stood up, spun around to be sick, and then decked it because he got up a bit too quick. So the poor guy, we got a message from him Saturday morning. So I think it was Friday night it happened. So Saturday morning, and he was like, the the virus won. And he's got like, basically he popped his nose. So he's got a massive gash on his nose. He's had to have six stitches in his lip. He's lost two of his teeth and he's basically just an absolute mess. Had to spend about four hours in A&E, which is about a 30 minute um, cab ride away. Um, was completely delirious, knocked himself unconscious. And yeah, to fair to say he's been in a little bit of a, mm, it's been a bit of a sticky patch for him. But AJ being typical, AJ, he's been like, right, what can I do to make this recovery as quick as possible? possible so he's been taking supplements he's been putting um I don't know what it actually is but this thing called drug dragon blood which I think is a herb or something on his lip um basically he's doing everything he can to recover as quickly as possible and he's already fought the virus so he's feeling significantly better uh, in regards to that his teeth are 
well, they're not recovering because they're not there, but basically they're feeling less sensitive. He's had two um, dentist appointments to basically see what they can do. And I think they're just going to do a bit of a composite filling or whatever it's called to basically build the tooth back up. So yeah, that is everything that has happened so far. And the worst thing is that we all met for a breakfast on Sunday and everything was okay. Like people were feeling all right. Energy was a little bit lower for a couple of us. By 3 p.m. Sunday afternoon, Morag, AJ's partner, was completely written off and the virus had come to get her. And AJ and Morag have a relationship where Morag helps AJ a lot in regards to cooking, um, a lot of the business side of things as well. So AJ was like, fuck, I bought some pumpkins that's going to basically mash them up so I can eat them because his teeth are still quite sensitive. And Morag was flat out, like she was literally written off from the virus. So he was like, now what do I do? <laughs> And it was uh, it was quite it was yeah funny. Obviously not funny that Morag is now four days into the virus and we literally haven't heard of her because she's just completely written off. So everybody, fucking pray for me because I'm currently the final one and I haven't got it. I've had like a lingering headache, a few aches and stuff, and I've definitely felt more tired than I have done before. But I'm like right. I'm resting more than normal. I'm not pushing myself in the gym. I'm not even going to the gym unless I'm 100% feeling like it. Um, I've upped my supplements and I'm sleeping so fucking much. So pray for me, people. So anyway, that is just a little bit of an insight into what's going on here. And I'm going to get stuck in, help you with some weight loss hacks. So generally what we find happens when people want to go through a weight loss process. So then maybe you try and close on, you're like, fuck, these used to fit. They don't fit anymore. That is quite rife at the minute as we're getting out the summer wardrobe, albeit I hear in England, the weather is absolutely atrocious. So I'm sending you lots of barley love and sunshine. But that can be one trigger for wanting to go on this journey. Another trigger can be you're just fucking sick and tired of having no energy. And you're like, I need to now make some changes. Otherwise, this is just going to get worse. This is not going to get any better. And I can't keep going on like this. But what we often see people doing, and this is something that was really brought to light to me over this past two weeks, was go literally all in. You go all in. So it's like, I'm going to stop eating everything that I enjoy. I'm going to cut, cut out carbs. I'm literally just going to go for vegetables. I am going to stop drinking. And it's like, guys, like you have to remember that if you do unsustainable methods, i.e. cutting out carbs, because you certainly can't cut out, cut out carbs for the rest of your life. When you reintroduce them, the body is going to have a reaction to it. One, you may start to bloat significantly. Two, you're going to be like, oh my God, this is fucking great. Give me more. And then you don't really have an off button. So the things I'm going to teach you today, you've already heard, but sometimes you forget. Okay. First thing, the 80-20 rule. What does that mean? 80-20, 80% of the time, I want you to be aiming to eat wholesome, nutritious food whatever that fits into that for you. You could be veggie, you could be vegan, you could not like particular vegetables, that's okay. But 80% of the time, wholesome and nutritious foods. And you know what that is, okay? It's stuff that isn't processed, stuff that isn't packed full of sugar, stuff that is good for you, that is um, naturally occurring. So it's not stuff that has been made in a factory. So if you can give that a go, that's gonna help you. But then 20% of the time, have whatever the fuck you want. The processed food, the sugary food, the alcohol, the cake, the biscuits, the whatever, whatever is your thing. For me, it's ice cream. Ice cream and brownies, they are like pretty much on par and together they're fucking absolutely banging. So if someone said to me, right, Sash, I can help you to drop an extra kind of three pounds of body fat, but you need to give up brownies and ice cream, I'd be like, not a fucking chance. If it's alcohol, no problem. 
Okay, not a problem. I'm more than happy to give that up because it's not really something that is a big part of my life anyway, albeit it did used to be. But as I've changed through uh, my own self-development journey and as I've changed circles as a result of that, I am less exposed to it. Therefore, I'm less bothered by it. So the 80-20 rule. Now, how can you figure out what 80% is? What I want you to do is look at your week as a whole when it comes to nutrition. Okay, 35 opportunities every single week is what you've got to consume foods and that is three meals a day and two snacks obviously sometimes it will change a little bit but if you can then look at okay so 35 80 percent of that 35 we want to be bringing the body in stuff that's going to feel like giving your internal organs a hug right so stuff that's nutritious stuff stuff that makes your brain work really well 20 percent of the time whatever you like 20 percent of that 35 whatever you like literally whatever you like Okay, so that's the first frame that I want you to consider. Are you trying to go all or nothing? Because if you are, you are going to fall flat on your face because it is not sustainable. The second consideration, and this is more just a something to ask yourself. If when you're on a weight loss journey, I prefer to call it a fat loss journey, but it sticks with people a little bit more if we say weight loss, right? If you feel like you're on a diet, and you're waiting for the end of it, that isn't the right plan for you. If you're doing the 75 day hard challenge, or if you're cutting out carbs for a certain amount of time, or if you are, what else could it be? Restricting your calories for 12 to 1200 per day for a certain amount of time, and you are looking forward to getting off it so that you can then eat your favorite foods, so that then you can get life back and you um, basically can start enjoying yourself again via food and drink, It isn't the right plan for you because when you come back to introducing those things again, your weight is going to skyrocket. If you feel like you're on a diet, it is not the right plan for you. It is subtle changes, incremental changes over a period of months, if not years, that will get you to where you want to get to, but also make sure that you don't fucking bounce back after. Unless you're happy, right? If you're happy on this yo-yo of like on a diet, off a diet, feel good in my clothes, feel shit in my clothes, can fit in my son in my clothes, can't fit in my son in my clothes. If you're happy with that, be my guest. But the people that I work with, the people that come to the coaching club are fucking sick of that prolongated cycle of feeling good, feeling crap. They want long lasting change. And in order for you to get that, you must look at what is it that is gonna be the procedure that I can continue for life that isn't like I'm on a diet. And there are the changes that you need to make are so subtle, so subtle that you'll probably disregard them. The third thing, exercise is at max. I even don't want to say this because I think you're going to lock onto it a bit too much, but exercise is maximum, maximum 20% responsible for your fat loss. And that includes your needs. That includes you getting your steps in 20%. So that means 80% is down to majority nutrition, calories, the foods that you're consuming. But there are also things in there to do with sleep and stress management because they are the driving factors behind why you may overeat. And we're going to talk about those more later. But if we're just looking for now at exercise and also uh, nutrition, Exercise is is so not that important for fat loss. Now, don't get me wrong. Do I advise exercise 100 fucking percent? 
It's great for building up your strength, your fitness. It looks after your heart, looks after your headspace as well. Like you feel so good after you've gone to the gym and giving yourself a bit of a time to kind of like disconnect from all the things that you've got to do. Moving your body, it's a great way of building your confidence as well when you can do that extra rep. Exercise is important. But I see so many people thrashing themselves in the gym, literally thrashing themselves because they think that that extra 100 calories on the treadmill is going to be what's going to get them to their weight loss goal. But then they go home and plug a load of fucking food into their body, not adhering to the 80-20 rule, and they wonder why their weight is plateaued or going up. Okay, so remember, where you're putting your focus may need to shift in order for you to see the weight loss progress that you want. If you are over prioritizing exercise it could be an idea to start to pivot that focus a little bit more about the foods that you're putting in and the calories that you're consuming okay the final point we're going to be breaking it up into two areas sleep and stress management are fucking key for fat loss okay sleep if you are going to bed late you're drinking caffeine too late in the day you're on your phone until last thing at night, your brain is stimulated. So then when you're coming to sleep, even if you drift off quick, you probably won't have the deepest of sleep and therefore the most effective of sleep. Some of you will struggle to get to sleep. Some of you will be waking up quite um, kind of like early in the morning and then struggle to get back to sleep. So we need to look at ways to optimize it. And this is one of the very first things that we do inside the coaching club. We teach you how to manage your sleep. We teach you how to basically apply some better sleep habits so that your sleep is better because when your sleep is better you make better decisions and choices around food you want to move your body more you have more head clarity therefore you don't procrastinate on things which then tank your energy because you are you wake up every single day with a finite cup of energy okay yes you can squeeze more into your time but you can't squeeze more out of your energy so if we can start the day waking up at like a six or a seven out of 10 and preserve it throughout the day, we are going to have a much more effective day, aren't we? But if you start on a three and you use things like caffeine and also sugar to help increase your energy, you're constantly on the back foot. Therefore, trying to go on a fat loss journey, which is also going to be pulling your energy down because when you're in a deficit, the body needs to use the energy that's within the body already, which is known as stress to the body you're on the back foot. The chances of success are much less. So if we can just go, right, okay, this is going to feel like it's delaying the process, but actually it's just setting the foundations for a successful process and come back to sleep to begin and look at optimizing that. So here's what I would recommend. Caffeine cut off 1 p.m. Yep, you can go decaf, you can go fruit tea, you can go water, whatever it suits you in the afternoon. And if you're like, yeah, but Sash, it gets to 3 p.m. and I'm fucked, I need that coffee. It's not coffee you need, okay? You need to look up why your energy is fucked come 3 p.m. Because just putting like coffee on top of it, caffeine on top of it is masking the actual issue. And this is a journey I've been on almost seven days now, fucking all hail, um, where I've, I saw a, a reel on Instagram and it was Chris Williamson, again, all hail, everyone loves Chris. And he was saying the reason why he decides to go through stints of cutting out caffeine is because he basically uses it as a fucking crutch to mask over the fact that his en energy is low he doesn't then use that as an opportunity to listen to his body to then go, why am I tired? What needs to change? Instead of just putting a fucking plaster over it, which coffee is, 
how can I make some changes to my lifestyle in order to have better energy so that I'm not reliant on coffee? Because then what you can do is use coffee in a different way. So your energy is already good, but you want to go fucking heavy in the gym. Your energy is already good, but you want to do a bit of a I don't know, like a work stint that's going to require a bit more energy, maybe filming podcasts or stuff like that where you need a bit or you want a bit more of an oomph, right? That's how we could be using it in a much more effective way. And that is going to be really beneficial for you. So when looking at sleep, if we can reduce the time that we have coffee until, so basically if it's currently 4 or 5 p.m., the half-life of that isn't until gone midnight. So if we can do that, we're going to be in a better place when it comes to sleep. Another thing to do, make sure that your phone and digital devices are off at least an hour before bed or you're wearing blue light blockers. Now, blue light blockers are less preferable. We want to be bringing your brain back down. We want to be like, if you think about it, why do we get sleepy when it, it gets dark? Yeah, it's because that's what our brain is doing is responding to that. Okay, it's part of the circadian rhythm. Whereas if you're then just shoving light in your face until literally you roll over and try and go to sleep, the effectiveness of that sleep is going to be less than what you want it to be. There are other things as well, like you could do some breath work before bed. So literally find something on YouTube if that feels best for you and do a calming breath work regime. You could also look at things like, um, I would choose around dinner time for this. So 5, 6 p.m. or whatever time you have your dinner, but ideally a bit further away from going to bed. But basically do a brain dump. Get all of those things that are on your mind, off your mind, onto paper or onto notes on your phone. It could be to-do lists. It could be things that have aggravated you throughout the day, things that you're worried about, because then you know that tomorrow you can come back to it. Because often when we can't sleep, it could be caffeine related. It could be stress related. There could be other things going on as well. But it can often, what I see with the ladies that I work with, it's because their mind is like, is whirring, right? They're not actually able to think straight and their mind is just going over and over and over the same scenarios, the same situations, and they get themselves in a right fuss, right? So if we can help to offload that information from our brain, it's going to help to set us up for a good night's sleep. Okay, so hopefully now you can understand a little bit more why sleep is so fucking important when it comes to weight loss. And the final one is stress. Think about when you're stressed. You probably go for more caffeine. You crave sugar so much more because your magnesium drops and you want to bring that up. You might snap at people. So then you feel guilty and you want to comfort yourself with food. You don't sleep as well because you've got stuff on your mind then look at that as a knock-on effect. So you're having more caffeine, probably alcohol as well, like desperate for a glass of wine to calm you down. I hear so many people use that bullshit excuse of, I just love a glass of wine because it calms me down. How about you actually fucking do something yourself to calm yourself down rather than just masking it, okay? Brutal truths today. But imagine if we could literally listen to what our body actually needs rather than putting toxins in, okay? And okay, that might be your current coping mechanism so maybe we need to look at ways to build coping mechanisms around alcohol to begin rather than just pulling like ripping the plaster off because that can sometimes be not the best way to do it all right but stress is huge and stress also makes our body hold on to water okay so our water retention goes up when we're stressed so if you could look at about uh, if you could look at it from a way of right okay what is stress? What is stress for me? Because for some of you, it could be just that you're tired. For some of you, it could be that your brain is like on overdrive. You could be overwhelmed. Maybe you're bearing emotions. Maybe you and your partner need to have a fucking proper conversation rather than you just burying it all the time. You know, saying now's not the right time to have that discussion. When is going to be the right time? Because these 
what stress does basically if you think about it it pulls you away from being present and it sends your mind on overdrive so then what that does it basically keeps you out of that moment it keeps your mind going like fucking crazy so then when you want to switch off and when you need to switch off in the evening you can't because your brain is on overdrive you haven't got ways to help that come down that that kind of like those overactive thoughts to come down stress to some of you could be anxiety it could be overwhelm it could be feeling really fucking tired and burnt out it could be feeling frustrated okay so if you can rather than using the blanket term of stress get clear on what it is that you're feeling for me stress usually comes up when i've overworked Okay, and that is something that is um, an ongoing work in progress for me. But it's about listening to my body and going, right, I've worked a fucking lot today. I'm now feeling quite tired. Instead of pushing on and working like I normally would, it's time to pull back. Go to bed, do your decompression exercises and get yourself ready for a good night's sleep. You're going to wake up tomorrow feeling much better. It's about finding ways for you to be happy in your life and to think better, to have better clarity of our mind, and not using current habits to escape like we have been. Because the escape habits, i.e. drinking alcohol, coffee, scrolling on social media, what else could it be, staying up late and watching shitty Netflix, they are escapism tools. We aren't going full bore head on to what we're currently feeling, we're just using escapism. Both of those things will contribute to you wanting to lose weight because what comes from that? Overeating, drinking caffeine late, drinking alcohol, so then your sleep is impacted, so then you're tired and it's a vicious cycle. And what we're looking at doing here is finding a way, a link, a bridge to get you over to the virtuous cycle. We want you feeling virtuous. We want you feeling energized. We want you handling your emotions better. We want you actually addressing your emotions rather than suppressing them. We want you eating in a way that's balanced. We want you moving in a way that feels good for you. And all of these things, like I said about earlier, you may feel like they're going to take longer, but these are laying the foundations for the life that you want and the results that you want. Okay. You have to do this. You cannot pass go unless you do this. Okay. So it may feel like, oh, six to 12 month journey. That is so fucking long. But is it actually? If you are laying the foundations and then you can start to build on it, then you can start to see the fat loss that you want. Compare that to stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. Going on a diet, off a diet, on a diet, off a diet. I'm going to cut out carbs, so I'm going to add in carbs. And then you basically don't get anywhere. Yes, your initial weight loss may be quick, but you pile it back on. So if we zoom out over three years, where is the success? Because most people who go on a diet also fail. They basically, they might be able to lose the weight, but I think it's something like 95% of them end up heavier than when they began. And you're telling me that six months, 12 months is a long time. It's really not. It's just about reframing it, managing your expectations, looking at these forgotten weight loss hacks that I've talked about today, 80-20 rule. If it feels like an if you it feels like you're on a diet, it's not the right plan for you. Exercise is maximum 20% responsible for fat loss, and sleep and stress management are key. Those four things, if you can start to delve into them, will significantly impact your progress and your journey, and your enjoyment, and the fact that you can still fucking have an ice cream, even though you're on a fat loss journey. That felt like a big one today. So I would love to know what you found most beneficial. What one hack are you going to really listen to? What one hack are you going to try and implement? And remember, these are all skills, okay? Learning these things, thinking in slightly different ways are skills. You are going to fuck up. 
You are going to do it well for maybe three days. You're then going to fall off track. It's about getting back on track, trusting that this way is going to work for you. If ever you need any help or you're feeling stuck or you literally can't get yourself out of this hole, please do not forget to reach out to me. Any social media channels are absolutely fine and I will have a chat with you and see if there is any way that I can help you, whether that be actually direct one-to-one coaching with me or whether it be I send you some free resources that we've got on the website and some others uh, behind the scenes that you won't know about just yet. So have an incredible day. I cannot wait to hear which one has been most beneficial to you. Don't forget, give it a go. Allow yourself to fall off track and then get back on track and know that you will absolutely get there. It's just a matter of time as long as you keep doing the do. Take it easy. See you soon.